Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, the first time that this episode is getting released is going to be on Christmas Eve. And I kind of had this topic burning in my mind. And I think that this is one of the, the better days as far as it being appropriate, the, the day before Christmas. And it's an analogy that that we use a lot in, in the faith, which is light versus darkness. And the thought that I have of it, or maybe the visualization is more to say is having a, a, a vastly dark room, a, a huge room, a warehouse or something with no lights on and, and all the windows closed and no light entering. And then you turn on a candle in the middle or or some other kind of light. And the visualization I always have is you can see the center of the flame sometimes, but you almost always see rays, just straight lines coming out of the candle as our eyes are adjusting from darkness to light. And Christmas, of course, being when Jesus is, born into the world the the center of the light and maybe that's part of why this has been been in my mind this is part of the advent season and and thinking about that but it ultimately made me think at the end of the day that darkness even though it can be massive and have in theory numbers it ultimately always loses to light light will always penetrate the darkness and that thought has just been with me for a long time. I mean, it's it's something that we try to bring out in all of our episodes in one way or another. The importance of of returning to Christ and going to church and getting the Eucharist. And obviously Christmas is a, is, is a great opportunity to do that. But I wanted to focus in this case specifically about how doing something good can really make benefits that you didn't even know were there. And just like a single candle in the middle of the warehouse, it's not going to change everything. Like you're going to be able to see all the contents of a warehouse, but it does make a significant difference. Even if it's not as big of a difference as you thought it would be. So I wanted to start with that starting point as we're approaching here uh, Christmas obviously being tomorrow and entering into this space. Beautiful. Yeah, I think the uh, the imagery of light and darkness is one that the scripture uses quite a bit. And the uh, the first reading for Midnight Mass is always from Isaiah 9. A people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Yeah. And on the people who are in darkness, a light has shone, something like that. And that, that great light is... Uh, it does. It it conquers darkness without without a fight. Uh, darkness has no resistance when it comes to light. It it has no uh, no capacity. It has no substance. You know. So there's no. It's uh, so sometimes the, the scriptures talk about a thick darkness. You know, but that's actually obviously meant to describe something. But there, you can't have a thick darkness because darkness doesn't have any substance. In a certain sense, darkness is waiting just to be conquered by light. 
darkness is waiting to be overcome by light. It's, it's all it knows how to do. It's simply the absence of light. So as soon as light shines in the darkness, even the smallest candle uh, makes, it, makes a huge difference. And we can see something. And I think we've all had that experience of being in a room that's pitch black, that you can't see a thing. And then even the slightest, you know, tilting your cell phone or whatever, and you just get a little glow from that. And suddenly you can make some outlines and it totally changes your experience. And that's uh, in, in some way is what happened with Christ because he came into the world in such a quiet way. It was almost like lighting a single candle. Easter is a bit more of a blazing glory. Uh, Pentecost is really a blazing glory, but uh, but Christmas is like lighting a little candle. It's the, the light of the world came in in such a quiet and humble way. There, there was a little bit of fanfare with the shepherds and eventually with the magi, but um, for the most part, Mary and Joseph were the only ones who knew, and they kept the secret pretty pretty well hidden for 30 years. He, he stayed under the bushel basket of Nazareth, we might say, uh, the, the home of St. Joseph. And he lived there for a long time, just allowing a little bit of light to seep into the darkness, but not too many saw it until the time had come. And the public ministry certainly unveiled that light in a greater way and then ultimately brought him to uh, a place where the light was extinguished in one way, and then it turned into a, a blazing glory just uh, two days later. So that is the, the movement of our faith. To make it more concrete, you know, light is, uh, is an absence of those things that make us feel comfortable and feel kind of in our, in our control. When our minds are working well, we can figure things out and we feel more comfortable about that. Feels comfortable to be able to figure out what's happening, figure out what's going on, figure out where I am and figure out how to get to where I need to be. Um, so our minds working, of course, just our eyes working is, uh, you know, our senses being able to take in that sensory input. When we lose one of our senses, it's a big deal. And that's why the healing of those who have lost sensory powers in the gospel is a big deal. The man born blind, the deaf people being healed. In some sense, uh, the lepers are a healing of touch. The leprosy causes numbness, and that's what eventually leads to banging and bruising and cutting and leading to the sores and infections. And, but leprosy in itself causes numbness, so it's a kind of blindness of the touch. And all of these things are plunging us into a certain kind of night, a certain kind of darkness. And so that's why St. John of the Cross uses the imagery of the dark night, which is, of course, a great trial for us. But he recognizes how it's also a time of purification. When we can't lean on the things that we're used to leaning on, then it forces us to lean more purely on faith in God. And that's where the night really helps us. And uh, the light of faith is uh, one of the things that helps to penetrate the darkness and helps us to persevere in the darkness. So we start to turn to look to depend on the light of faith more and more, the presence of God in the midst of our experiences of darkness. So anyway, I just rambled a lot about, about darkness, but uh, 
yeah, to bring just a, a single light into that makes a, a huge difference. And and that's what God does by sending his son to be our light. The light entered into the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And if you think about it, in many ways, we have a, well, not if you think about it, it's true. If it, we have a great advantage having been born after the faith has been established. Um, even though we look around as society is pushing back against the faith, we still have it as as part of us, as something that, that we know about. And they're kind of like embers of a fire that are within us. And some of us have the fire still going strong. Well, some of us are, are going cold. But at the end of the day, once an ember, you can heat it back up, back into the great glowing heat source to be able to cook with. And that is something that is within us all. Um, unless I'm misunderstanding the point of baptism, that's what you get at baptism is this put inside of you this this ability to become the light the light to other people and specifically here at christmas when when there is a focus of of a growth of, of becoming better and doing good things for other people that a little bit of goodness can go a long way you'd mentioned last in last week's episode that advent's kind of intentionally during the winter because more darkness is creeping in just from the natural cycle of the planet that we get darker in the northern hemisphere and it's just the way it is and bringing light and warmth in this time of the year when it's becoming colder can make such a vast difference and the importance of as you said of leaning upon Christ and the faith becomes more and more important. You know, in general, you see people have more hardships physically in the winter than you do in the summer. Um, it's just that that time of the year and, and the natural way of life, I guess. But to lean more on faith as we tend to do when we're going through hardships to make us think of the importance of bringing life into others and also that all of that ultimately is coming from if it's a true virtue from a place grounded in Christ whether we consciously are acting on that or not so I wanted to give you a chance father here to expound upon that thought to to make sure that that as we're moving forward and helping people that we're doing it in the right way yeah, your your point that that light is infused in us in, through baptism, the light of faith is infused in us through baptism, and that gives us another dimension through which to view life. If without faith, we don't see that God is present in every event with His love. We don't see that uh, God fills us with His Holy Spirit and animates us with His own strengths, with His own virtues. We don't see that God works all things to the good and that there is life after death, that death is not the, the last word. Uh, without faith, we, we don't have a reason for hope 
ultimately very bad things happen and we don't have control over them. And without faith, we can't believe that God is going to work all things to the good. We just don't have access to that, that light. And so uh, that faith, which is infused in us at baptism, which requires nurturing and needs to grow uh, as we, as we uh, grow in our Christian journey, uh, that faith becomes a, a light for us in those dark times and um, is something that we really need to nurture and support in each other as well. But we want to hold to faith and allow that light to guide us in those, in those dark times. God tends to, uh, God always helps us with that. He gives us opportunities to a little bit at a time. He tends not to plunge us into the deepest darkness before he's plunged us into a little bit less, you know, uh, first and then uh, increases the intensity of it in waves over time to uh, develop our faith, help us to see him in every situation. How beautiful it is when people have overwhelming situations from physical illness, cancer and heart attacks and chronic disease, or people have uh, terrible trials like losing their job and being unable to provide for their family. People have uh, the terrible experiences in their loved ones and uh, violence and abuse and, uh, and death. And as we experience these different situations, there's a real darkness for our human intellect. Why does this happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, the, the, our minds can't answer that question. Uh, in faith, we say, well, I don't know the details of this, but I trust that it will be good. And we can say that confidently because God has worked everything to the good in Christ, in his resurrection. I can trust that this also is going to be good. And when we can say that in faith, that becomes a real light in the darkness of, of confusion and doubt and fear and pain, suffering. So uh, that's a, a real blessing from our faith to uh, be able to light those bring that light into the darkness of those situations. It makes it also possible for us to accompany others. When we are with someone who is experiencing a terrible situation and we just don't have the answer, uh, don't try to make it up. Well, I'm sure that this is happening because don't even go there. Uh, just sit with that person in it. Inside of ourselves, we can know God is going to work this to the good. It's going to be better than it would have been if this situation hadn't taken place. That's truth. And that's a truth that we have access to in faith. The light of faith brings us to that place of light in the darkness. So we can know that inside of ourselves and that can, that can help us to stay with a person. We, we may or may not say that to them explicitly. They may primarily need for us just to be with them and to listen to them, to care for them. But at least inside of ourselves, we draw strength from our faith. We draw wisdom and insight from our faith. And so we want to live by that faith more and more as much as we can. And the, the, the reference you made there of, of faith being the core to make hope worthwhile, because as we think about God is love and God is pure love, but as we look around in all of our mortal correlations, hope can let you down if you put it in something that's mortal. 
I mean, it's just the way that it is. And for a lot of people, it can be very discouraging, um, sometimes intensely discouraging that, that you had hope in, in X and then you got let down because it didn't happen. And the way that I understand is that faith is the concrete that keeps that from happening because Christ and God will keep everything from, from going sideways because he is eternal and he, he, you know, it's just the, the, the divinity of Christ and to bring that light to try to give people a chance to something that they're worried about that might be a, a break in their hope here on today in this mortal plane that can help restore their faith is really kind of the brightness that, that we've been talking about. You just gave the light a word, it being faith. And that being a chance to renew ourselves. Because sometimes we think that within ourselves, I've messed up so much. There's so much wrong that has gone on. How can I ever get lit back up? How can I ever be a a, a sense of, of brightness again? And just like any other journey, it, it starts with the first step. And one of the joys that we have in Catholicism is that we have a sacrament specifically designed for that first step being confession. That confession in a certain sense is, is giving you more matches to relight your candles and to just realize that darkness naturally, as you started with, gets overcome. Light is more powerful and better than darkness. You know, evil hides from the light. And it's just a natural element that faith will make everything better. Faith will restore hope. Faith will give reason for you to believe or other people to believe. And the power of faith at the end of the day here. So, Father, we have a couple of minutes as we're concluding today's episode. And I want to give you the floor as we're concluding Christmas Eve's episode here today. Well, I love what you said, Joe, in terms of uh, our always having the, the capacity to, uh, to re-enkindle that, uh, that burning light in our, in our souls, that light of faith, and, uh, and confession does that. In fact, it's one of the beautiful teachings of the church that once you're baptized, nothing can take that away from you. It really changes the character of your soul. And then the one thing that's lost, even if you do terrible things— uh, the one thing that's not lost is uh, is faith and hope. And that's what makes it possible for us to return to confession. We have enough faith to see that there is a way out. We have enough hope to believe that there is someone who can save us. So uh, from grave sin, from from mortal sin, we charity dies in the soul. We lose that love for God. It dies within us. But we still have the faith and hope that we can be restored to his grace and that's what drives us to confession. So it is a kind of pilot light that always keeps burning within us. And uh, so we get a maybe maybe confession in that sense is more like matches that are more like uh, gas than than matches per se. But uh, anyway, we never lose that that light because the fact is we'd never even turn to God if we didn't have a little bit of faith. 
Uh, the fact that we turn to him, the fact that we go to confession is a sign that faith is already alive. We only go because we believe that it matters. And we only believe that confession matters because we believe that Christ has revealed himself to us and uh, given himself to us for the forgiveness of sins. And so we want to use even that little bit of faith that we have in order to uh, return to that beautiful sacrament and uh, restore, restore the bright flame. Because, you know, the world, the world depends on this. Uh, everybody's, everybody's flame is important. Uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, uh, everybody's little light is important. It's, it's amazing when, when you add all those lights up together, what an incredible, uh, what an incredible brightness it brings to the world. And we were talking in our, our last episode about the impact that Christianity has had on our modern culture. And in, and there's some embers of that, you know, we're losing a lot of that influence, but when we were able to reorient the world so that instead of Christmas being this kind of pagan sacrifice, that it became this festival of light welcoming Christ into the world and what a transformation that made on the way that people celebrate this, uh, the darkness of winter as it turns a corner and begins to emerge, move towards spring. So, uh, when we all have that light burning, then it really can make a, a huge impact on the people around us and the world around us. And so I hope this uh, Christmas is a great time of renewal for everybody. I'm grateful for all those who tune in and listen. And I hope that everything we say just uh, strengthens you in your own faith and also equips you to share this faith with others, either because you can put it in your own words or you can just share the podcast. That's one of the nice things about a podcast is it's easy to share it. So maybe that's a little gift that our listeners can give this this Christmas to someone else. Maybe there's a particular episode or maybe just the opportunity to listen each week is a blessing enough that you want others to enjoy it as well. So I hope uh, everyone has a, a Merry Christmas and uh, an opportunity to attend the Mass and celebrate together with the rest of the church the birth of Christ and the entrance of the great light of love, of divine love into our world.